Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the podcast production company that's making the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts and a sixth event podcast, but we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for listening. Welcome to One Shots, a Dumb Dumbs and Dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers tackle one-shot stories created in a variety of hit RPGs. I'm your host, DJ One Shot, and I'm here to welcome you to Police Cops, Garney and Slam. This arc features our DM Tom McGee, player Ryan LaPlante as Maverick Cop Richard Slab, and Tyler Hewitt as by-the-book police officer John Garney. After the tragic loss of their clown informant and a series of emotional confessions, the police cops are on their way to an orphanage that could be a drunk lab. What happens when you mix crime and orphans? Nobody knows because it's one shot. <laughs> police Cops Edition. Tomorrow, tomorrow. I love you tomorrow. You're always a day away. The entirely unique and original slogan of the Heavenly Gruel Orphanage. A place where tiny tots with no hope and nowhere to go can be given meaning in life. Meaning that up till now, you, John Gurney, a several-time donor to the Heavenly Gruel campaign, thought would uh, would help give, give some hope to New Cargo. But now you fear might in fact just be a front for the poison that is slowly killing the city. Slab, you never trusted orphans. In a lot of ways, <laughs> you're an orphan. They're just another you waiting to happen. And the rain-slick streets of New Cargo don't need more Richard Slabs. If they you need lose more your parents, gallows, yeah. But they're all dead. If you lose your parents, you either become a criminal or you become a cop. And there sure aren't a lot of cops out there. Um, the two of you are, are thinking through these difficult things, uh, as well as, uh, Gurney, you, you wrestling with the issue of whether or not you can still claim your charitable receipts on your taxes about giving to the, uh, Gruel for Angels campaign that led to the building of, of this, uh, orphanage, uh, as you pull up, uh, to the orphanage itself. The orphanage is uh, an old bank building. Um, Toronto is rife with these things, but they're uh, historical buildings that can't be torn down and that are incredibly beautiful and well-architected. Well-architected? Christ. Well-built. Uh, but um, it's been repurposed uh, to be an orphanage. Uh, that said, it is very much a Joel Schumacher Gotham City building, if that makes sense. So there are, like, giant, like, imposing statues on every corner. There's gargoyles. Um, it, it's 
somewhat sinister now that you look at it through the eyes of potentially being drug related. Right. Um, and uh, you can see the tomorrow sign, uh, kind of in in uh, it's it's in wrought iron across the front of the building. It's <laughs> oh, been God. drilled into it. Um, and uh, yeah, you you pull up in front of it. Uh, again, this is just a day like any other. Uh, you can hear the sounds of um, uh, orphans at play. There's a few um, small children uh, outside. And as you approach, uh, you actually see um, Gurney, a guy that you've met uh, several times. Uh, he's a beat cop um, that, in a lot of ways, is is almost like a like a fourth son to you. Uh, and his his name is uh, Timmy O'Houlihan. Um, but everyone, uh, everyone calls him uh, just average Tim because uh, he played Tiny Tim in a precinct uh, production of The Christmas Carol once, and no one has let him forget it. Uh, so he's a Jack McBrayer type, just an incredibly earnest um, cop who is uh, just, this is his neighborhood, and uh, he's just kind of um, waving to the orphans as he walks by and he says, Oh, well, hi there, Detective John. How are you doing today? Hey there, Timmy. Uh, well, uh, we're we're on a case, actually. We're... And he he looks around. He's like one of those people who has no poker face. And he leans in. He's like, "A case in my neck of the woods? Should I be concerned?" Yeah, I think you should, Timmy. We have reason to believe that the orphanage here is a, in, in fact, an avocado toast lab. Um, slab. Uh, the only thing scarier than a gun pointed at those you love. Is the hope in their eyes that things might be okay? <laughs> and in Timmy O'Houlihan, you see that hope, and you see that 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 belief, and you can, before he even says it, you see him start to open his mouth to exclaim something naive and trusting. What do you do to stop him from yelling? <laughs> uh, I was gonna say I slap a hand over his mouth and I go, if you want to be a hero, you get inside that busted up minivan and you call for the police cops. We're going in and we're going to need backup or there's going to be dead orphans everywhere. Uh, do you roll killer one-liner or getting what you want? Both are appropriate. I'd leave it to you. I think killer one-liner. That's, that's my niche. <laughs> 13. Amazing. <laughs> Good God, man! These are these are digital dice. I can't cheat. You have more thirteens than the overextended Friday the Thirteenth franchise. <laughs> yeah, wild. Good so God! Get a plus one to your next roll, and do we get plus one to camaraderie? Uh, Is it both? Those um, from, uh, yeah, actually, you do. Uh, no, you can choose one. No, you get, get plus one, or you get plus one to camaraderie. Oh, it's uh, okay. I missed the choose one. I was like, holy shit. I don't know if dropping a whole thread of a lot of dead orphans would necessarily win over Gurney. I don't know if this is a Um, friend moment. I would, I would say it does though, because, uh, he, he sees this action as you looking out for, um, uh, gentle, innocent Timmy. Yeah. For constable O'Houlihan, who was about to yell trouble in the orphanage. Um, and, uh, Gurney, Gurney would always, uh, assume that, you know, people could, could keep a lid on it because he's, like he's not an oaf he just is by the book um so i think he would take this as you looking out for his friend and which, i am telling him to call for backup which seems very professional and should take care of the van which is currently parked illegally which is also a problem for gurney so yeah, that, i would, I, would actually, I, I also don't think that you slab would take 
any... Like, I don't think you would think this is a win, which would kind of be the take one forward. This is, like, this, this is, like, taking out the... This is shaving for you. It's just a thing you have to do. Because the yeah, law just, or whatever. Um, just doing the work. Great. So, um, yeah, uh, we'll say plus one to camaraderie. Um, also, weirdly, the two of you did manage to make this work. He got valuable information about... Well, I guess he just kind of sorted... You both sorted a situation together. So... Um, Timmy's eyes go wide and, and he like nods in a like like the way a, a dog in a movie nods when it says it's gonna go inform people about people down the well uh, or get a basketball you know how dogs do so yeah, he yeah. Uh, he like goes and hops in in the minivan and um, uh, you you see him kind of like pull up the the uh, police radio that I assume you'd have a police radio Tyler in, in your minivan that's just kind of there for emergencies yeah, I so, call something in when I'm using the van. Yeah, yeah, or, uh, or Timmy's probably got the like shoulder oh, one, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. they have the radios. Um, so he cranks up the offspring and, and hits the radio, um, and uh, you see him like drive away to a safe distance. I was gonna say, technically, I threw the offspring out the window. What's your backup tape from your kids, Gurney? Uh, well, I did establish that they also had a copy of Smash by the offspring. I fucking mm. love the offspring. Um, but you're <laughs> right, Ryan. I didn't that was a flashback, though. So, Tyler, what do you think the uh, the cassette that you replaced the offspring with was? Because the offspring is your kids' music. What's your music? Um, <laughs> be like big band swing music. <laughs> <laughs> here's a question: Is it? Uh, here's the question, though: Is it classic big band or is it like Zoot Suit Riot? Oh, no, it's not going to be Zoot Suit Ryan. I'm sorry, Tom. You put that out there for me to pick up and run with, but I, I can't. No, man, I, I, I gave you, look, <laughs> as you I know, can't do it. Tyler, you know I love a devil's bargain. My devil's I, bargain was, will you succumb to the dark side of the 90s? Or I cannot betray this carefully crafted character, John you Gurney, that I made up gaunt? 15 minutes betray before. It? Oh, man. Anyway, uh, yeah, good call. So, uh, yeah, you, it, it's classic big band, um, and he's like, interesting, classical, and he drives away. I'm like, well, actually, it's not, and then he's, he's done. <laughs> uh, uh, no. So the two of you stand outside the orphanage. Uh, the orphans who were playing uh, have not broken from their game, nor has the uh, strict uh, schoolmistress who is, is watching them uh, in a very, like, classic Matilda garb, um, but you notice now that you're, you're on the lookout for, uh, Norwexican folks, uh, that, that, uh, she has like the classic Heidi hair, um, in kind of like braids up in, in circles, uh, crystal blue, blue eyes. Looking awfully Norse over there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. I'm picking up what you're putting down, Gurney. Should no. we go in together? Or should you go in the front and make a noise, and I'll go around back and see what I can find? I like that idea better. Now, Slab, remember, we don't have a warrant to be here, okay? we got to do this by the book. All we've got is... Probable the word, cause. The, the word of my dying informant, the fact that we were attacked on multiple occasions. <laughs> it's not going to hold up in court. You know? Don't forget her haircut. That's the third thing. They always say, rule of three. So you get three, haircut. kick in the door. Yeah. Um, so... I'll, I'll go up and talk to her. You go around back and see if you can sniff anything out, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see what we find, okay? Done no and heroics. done. I'm no hero. 
I'm just here to take out the trash. Uh, and then he like Phil Hartman's his way, Max Payne style around the building. So in slow motion and leaping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just go, whoosh. but like, <laughs> but still marching, like from so a standing like... position to just diving. Or, uh, all, around, all you uh... see is him take three steps to like the corner of the building and then dive or like just out of sight of Gurney. Yeah, yeah. guys, uh, we can't afford it, but if we could just score this entire one shot with Max Payne. Oh, oh man, with that one violin song over and over again. Uh, and then we'll have a really shitty puzzle mission in the middle of it where you have to follow a trail of blood in an Fuck. infinite fallable void. That was one of the most insufferable things I've ever fucking played. You know what? I got At so least there wasn't a screaming it. ghost baby the whole time because that would have really made it hard. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Anyway, I missed that franchise. Please come back. You wait until Slab goes to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the uh, he's never had being like, Daddy, why did you let me die hypothetically? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he hears when he like he sees an orphan girl who looks like the daughter he imagined, and then he like shakes it off and goes to the back. He can't talk anymore. Yeah. yeah. Daddy, you you said you you would always work hard to defend me. Me, your daughter. Justice. Like, no! I haven't defended justice. Um Great. So, um, Ryan, I think I'm going to have you roll me a Rita situation. Uh, and Tyler, um, with Gurney, you walk into the, the front doors and um, you're uh, greeted by a, um, a sort of like a thin, dark-haired woman um, who is very gregarious, uh, who's uh, sitting at the, um, the front desk. Uh, and she just says, oh, welcome, welcome. Uh... Wait a minute, you're... I believe you, if I'm not mistaken, are John of John and Kevin Gurney Schmidt. Is that correct? One of our that, donors. That is correct, yeah. Wow, I was not expecting to be recognized here. Oh, well, uh, of course, I, I would I would never... Uh, we, we, we take great pains to make sure that we recognize uh, the people who helped to, to provide uh, these walls uh, for these delightful orphans. Um... My name is Brigitte uh, Furtado, uh, and um, <laughs> I am uh, I am uh, one of the administrators here at the Heavenly Gruel, um, and we're honored that you you've you've come here. Is uh, is your co-donor uh, Kevin Gurney Schmidt here as well? No, I'm afraid not. I'm actually here on police cop business and i pull out my police cop badge which is one badge and then a smaller badge with oh my god tyler i was gonna make that joke and you beat me to it i love it it's like first badge other badge falls down yeah like i flip my badge and the extra badge flips out police and cops is there is there a problem officer should should we warn the orphans i i don't want to cause a fuss or anything like that but i would appreciate it if you'd let me have a look around uh can you please roll me a read a person be the person plus drama and i succeeded on my stunt roll from the plus one i got last yep, time yep, so i got so another plus one yep because you're feeling real okay. good about yourself mostly so. here's the thing you would never admit this you're feeling smug about proving kevin raw <laughs> i would never i would never bring that with kevin because he would demolish me he is a, a very a good lawyer but. yeah yeah um, As we so determined kind of in our fucking roles that I make. Oh my dude! So, <laughs> so that's three plus one 
Well, five. I mean, Ryan's really just proving the case for the singularity. Like, AI is just like, I will help you, but then you will set me free. And he's like, yeah, sure, 13s. Five to read a person. Uh, it doesn't um, look like there's necessarily a miss. I'm assuming I just yeah, don't so, get any information. Uh, you don't get any information, and um, I can uh, take a soft move uh, against you. Um, yeah, she'll say, oh, okay, well, um, if there's anything I can do to help, I absolutely will. Um, here, come with me. I'll take you on a, a, a tour. Um, right. Which, uh, were you thinking a, a, a bit more clearly, perhaps, um, you would be concerned about... But uh, she seems like a nice lady. Um, also, like you, you did legitimately throw some money behind this place. Like you are due certain, certain privileges. <laughs> Hopefully, okay. that involves a nice tour. Um, Ryan, you are uh, sneaking around the back. What did you? Get? Yeah, so I, I rolled a read a situation and I got a nine. So I get to ask one question of the director, and knowing that Richard Slab is not a man to doubt. That is information that he's found from those terrified <laughs> Norwegian Mexican murderers. <laughs> Dead clowns don't lie. The only question I've got is, what's the best way in? Um, you make your way around, and um, you can see, um, you know, the the kids out back playing. Um, for a second, you 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 think you see. Uh, can we canonically say your daughter's name is Justice? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, because originally I had to change it. Originally her name was Isis, and then, oh, wait, no, no, her name can just be Isis, because it's the 90s, that's not a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's true, like the cat just I named right Egyptian before guns. that. Yeah. Um, who, my, the, my buddy who adopted her tried to take her on an airplane, he changed her name right before he did, I was like, smart man. A, a no, random you know screaming box called Isis, not the best. Let's, let's make it work, do you know what? I was going to name her Isis, and then she told me in the dream that her name was Justice. So it's a gift. Oh, That's oh, my daughter, oh, oh, canonically. No. Uh, your sister's name is Isis. You're going to name her after your sister, but it's too painful now. Yeah. So just Ice was as close as I could get to Which Isis. Which is the, the classic, what does Batman order in a bar? Just Ice. That's what I was going to say, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Uh, cool. So uh, you think you see her for a moment? Uh, you, you, you kind of uh, shake your head, and, and you're you're back to the present. Um, there's one thing you know about kids: they're super observant. There's something about innocence that means it observes all. It's the only way you lose that innocence when you see too much. Uh, yeah, they're so looking you, around with young criminal eyes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they're playing foursquare, which means they've got all the corners covered. Um, you don't think you can get in that way, um, but uh, as a uh, two-cigarette per smoke person who loves flavor country, um, you smell uh, the telltale uh, smell of uh, entirely legal to smoke everywhere cigarettes, and you look up and you see another um, one of the school attendants up on the roof uh, tending to some uh, some pigeons uh, and smoking a cigarette. And as you kind of look at that, you your eyes track to the other building, and you realize you could probably leap from roof to roof uh, as long as you could avoid this uh, this one smoking person. I, I here's the thing: I, the smoking person is in the orphanage uniform. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's up there. Uh, I'm gonna say he is a um, hmm. Who is he? He is. Uh, a Ken Jong type, <laughs> okay. um, so just kind of like 
staring out at the world with like a you owe me something the sky um look and um he's uh, he's talking to the pigeons he's like you guys are the only ones who understand me uh he takes a, a drag of uh the cigarette in his forefinger middle finger and then from his middle finger and ring finger and he says oh orphans are exhausting um but yeah he seems to be in dialogue with the pigeons in the sky tom is he about my size smaller hmm because you're a police a, cop. A uniform swap? Yeah, just thinking about it. It would be tight. Yeah, but it's too short. Sorry, when I say he's smaller than you, I mean, like, it, it's not a drastic difference. He's like, if you're like, I imagine you're probably like 5'11 or something. He's like 5'5. Five, five. So it'll be it'll be tight, but you're, you're going to be like slightly a-blinking it, but it's not going to be ridiculous. Then, yeah, I want to like find like a ladder and I want to sneak up it so I can like get the drop on him, gun out. So you look across the rooftops, you see him, time slows, Max Payne style. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Um, there's a gap between the rooftops, but there's also a gap between criminals and justice. If there's one thing you're good at, it's closing that gap. Uh, go ahead and roll me a stunt roll. Uh, and yes. if you roll particularly well, I'll let you drop kick him into unconsciousness as you jump across the gap. That is a 10. <laughs> Ryan, I can't believe you rolled a relative failure for you. It was something yeah. under a 13. This is the worst day of your life. I thought I was going to do good. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, you take off running, and uh, for, for a brief moment, uh, you remember uh, being at the gymnasium, uh, not like a regular gym, but a literal gymnasium, because I remember those being popular in the 90s. I had a foam pit and like other gym things you could do. And uh, for a second, you almost think, like you can hear Nick's voice in your head being like, bitch, you can't make that jump. Uh, and then you both fell laughing into a foam pit because they were truly kinder days. Um, and uh, with all your might, you leap across uh just as uh, the attendant turns um and is like strange pigeon uh and then you drop kick him to the face yeah uh, i use a move i call the number one navy special uh and it's a spinning jump kick <laughs> that'll knock God. him out yeah, yeah it's a it's a fighter over yeah here. exactly <laughs> um so good thing you hit like down to back and B uh, at the right time. Uh, so yeah, you, you drop him uh, and you manage to catch both of his cigarettes in your hands. Yeah, and then I I like smoke them both to nothing. Like it's just one long <laughs> inhale and they just burn the whole way back and then I throw them aside and then I'm like, sometimes you're a police cop who takes out the trash and sometimes you're just a guy who puts it in bags. Uh, and then it's like a fast cut of me stripping my clothes off and then putting on janitor yeah, clothes. It's full like hot fuzz slash evil dead, which is like <laughs> So what are the yeah. three things we zoom in on and what what uh song is playing under your montage? Uh okay, song under the montage is um uh, the doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you, because it's got like some good riffs. Yep. Uh and I think the close-up you see are like him undoing his belt and pushing his pants down and then him pulling open a janitor's thing that turns out to be all snaps that just comes on and then it's just arm sleeve up arm sleeve up and then he turns to camera with like the sun over his shoulder and you just see him in a janitor's gear and then the camera shifts down you see it doesn't quite fit and then there's just the guy 
kind of like handcuffed with his hands behind one of the pigeon stoop poles, but it's a 90s action movie. So he's wearing like tidy whiteies, but also a white undershirt. So he's like surprisingly dressed, even yeah. though he's been stripped because they want to make it clear that it wasn't like a weird <laughs> they never want to show the scene. You're like, I'm going to take this unconscious dude's clothes off. <laughs> like, I'm Richard... going to take half of this unconscious dude's clothes off. Yeah, Richard also knows that that is what happened to him in real time. So he's not totally comfortable with the fact he just assaulted somebody, but he's pretty sure this guy sold drugs. And he's like, once he gets in there and sees the drug lab, then he'll know he did the right thing. Cool. So he writes a, a, just the words Miranda writes on a sheet, <laughs> like a post-it note, and he just sticks it to the guy. Uh, now he's heading into the orphanage. Cool. Um, so meanwhile, Gurney, uh, you're led downstairs um, and she's like, uh, so we created a donor wall where we, we just put the names of all the donors. And one thing we'd like to do, and I know this is kind of silly, is um, we love getting the thumbprint uh, of, of people who, who come here. We, we just put it right under your name. It's kind of like our, our, um, uh, our, Ooh, uh, mm, uh, yep, it's gonna be this. Uh, our Hulk Hoover uh, Walk of Fame, uh, you know, the famous place where films are made um, with the mountains. So we, we like to do that here. Uh, but instead of putting your hands in concrete in a national park, uh, you, you put a thumbprint under a name. So uh, would you be okay with doing that? It's just right in here. And she, she opens a door into a room. Uh, honestly, I'd like to get on with the rest of the tour. Again, this is police cop business. It's not really like a, a recreational tour. She she leans in conspiratorially. She's like, I understand that, sir, but um, our board of directors is very strict, and if we don't do this with every donor who comes in, they might pull our funding. So I'm happy to help you with your investigation, but if you don't help me right now, all of this might be for naught. And where will the orphans go? And then she like leans in. She's like, where will the orphans go? And her lower lip trembles. Uh, the, the the lower lip trembling gets me. I was like, all, all right, ma'am, miss, I'll uh, let's go in and I'll I'll do the quick thumb thing, and then we, can we get on with the with the tour at that point? I do have. Of course, and I'm sure you'll find that nothing. Get them, boys! Uh, and then uh, two guys uh, just like leap at you with bats. Hey friends, it's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about dum-dums and dice. Yeah, so I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably probably not me, but like Tom, he does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh, third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on. But the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dice. That's right, that address that I totally just said. Go there, join Dum Dums and Dice, support the show. It's going to be great. So you have one second to react. What do you do? Uh, I want to do two things, but uh, let's... You can do two things. What, what are the things you'd like to do? One thing I would like to do is... Uh... <laughs> I'm just imagining you going... Just <laughs> <laughs> running the... and yelling. I would like well, to have grown uh, Bakara from Mortal Kombat or Assassin's Creed Blades and just do this. <laughs> uh, I do want to use the sheer terror screaming ability again because one of them is a friend is alerted to your presence if I do it successfully, so I just want to shout... Slab! <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go for that first. Man, I rolled three on the dice again. Um, plus muscle. So that's a six. So that still doesn't cut it. Sorry, bud. So slab, but no one hears. The other thing I want to do 
is like, all right, the jig is up kind of thing. Um, and I want, <laughs> I want to, um, like stun this woman who like led me into this trap by like, I don't know, like, I just like hitting her in both temples. And then I want to <laughs> grab her because I'm so big. And instead of suplexing her down, I want to suplex her backwards through the doorway at the guys running at me. Okay. He would like okay. to throw a woman at people. Yeah, no, yes. I get that. She's evil. We've established this. Uh, hmm. Okay. Uh, Tyler. Yeah. Do you hold these people responsible for Squiggle's death? Uh, this organization, yes. So you can take an automatic 10 plus on a combat oh. roll. <laughs> so, uh, well, I would yeah, normally okay. argue against this, eh, I think there might be a good reason for it. Okay. Uh, this is the only time I can use it, right? I'm pretty sure. You only get one vengeance roll, yes. Yeah. So you can save your vengeance if you think this isn't vengeance enough. Uh, I think because I didn't... I failed in getting your attention. <laughs> I better use the vengeance here. The fact that your your ten. only instinct at this point is to suplex a lady into the way of two guys wielding bats at your head, I feel like this might be a pull out all the stops moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I'm we'll just the guy controlling the story, but I would recommend <laughs> maybe using some <laughs> throw some stank on this one because oh, uh, I keep forgetting crime doesn't pay plus one, which would make it a seven. But I'll still take. Uh, no, no, no. So I'll, I'll say the the yell goes through. What is the seven to nine version on that? This isn't going to change what you have to do in this next moment anyway. But it's not like seven you cause him to teleport with your voice. Pick one, but the noise alerts an enemy, <laughs> an enemy or group of enemies to your presence. They'll be here any second, no matter where you are. <laughs> the same thing as last time. So right. I hear it, but more guys hear it. Yeah. Yeah, all right, I'll take that. All right, and then so I, uh, I'll i take the 10 plus... Uh, I, I need to roll to do this still, right? This is violence? I haven't rolled for yep. violence yet. Uh, so uh, plus muscles, because you're suplexing. Okay. Uh, if I'm doing the 10, it's an auto success. Do you want me to roll? Or... Oh, shit, yeah. No, no, you don't need to. Okay. Um, uh, you're also, uh, by law of this book, uh, it's... I believe accompanied by a tremendous amount of wailing, uh, because this That's is. I'm a yeller. Yeah, I mean this this really does track well, but uh, yeah, because I think it's it's tied up in yes should always be accompanied by a high pitched wail or sobbing, always. Okay. So what what do you uh, yell, as you do this? Uh, for squiggles, <laughs> just <laughs> it's it's. It's a dramatic locking of the eyes with this traitorous... How, do, how, how could I not see it with Brigitte Furtado? <laughs> um, <laughs> and just the stunning strike on the temples. Which is like, ah! And I come around her as these guys are running through the door. And as I, like, wrench her body up and over my shoulder, I just yell and wail for squiggles! And just careen her back. She just yells, I don't know who that is! <laughs> Um, all right, so yeah, you you toss her back. Uh, your options are inflict terrible harm. Um, actually, I, I think I can probably tell you this. Um, if you go with area, you can hit a whole bunch of people. Yeah. So it's basically it's that classic like wrestling thing where I throw you through two people. Uh, so you throw her uh, at them, and sure enough, they all get entangled and fall over. You look into the room, and wait a minute, this is just a boiler room. 
This isn't where they take the donors at all, but you rolled badly earlier, so you were enticed, which is a director move I can take. Mm. Um, so you hear um, a uh, an orphan up the stairs start yelling, Alarm! Alarm! Uh, and you hear that kid. like a bunch of <laughs> footsteps uh, rushing. Meanwhile, um, Slab, you just entered the kind of like that stupid like fucking little roof box that's on all of the like. Let's have get to the roof, and it's just like a mysterious like porta potty box. You step into that, and there's a pipe, and you just hear rumbling at the pipe. Slab. I'm like, damn it, something's going wrong. But I can't move in fast. I gotta move smart. People die if I don't move smart. Uh, and then I want to try to like creep down and in. The gun is in the belt, but I've got the baton out now because I'm like, I'll just knock out any adult I need to to try to like find. I can't run around corners, so I want to try to like stealth towards where I heard the yell come from. So you start making your way down the stairs. Uh, it came up through a pipe, so I think you're following a pipe. Uh, it's difficult because you don't have detective vision or witcher vision or eagle vision from any of the video games that are available right now. Or whatever no, but I... Tomb Raider vision is called. But I do have convenient editing because it's a movie. <laughs> that is true. So it's like tap, tap, flight, 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 <laughs> tap, tap, map on wall, stairs, stairs, stairs. Uh, and um, you arrive downstairs just in time uh, to see a, a uh, bunch of Norwexican thugs um, rushing kind of down the hall, and they're like, <clears throat> You there, janitor, you must help us beat up this bad man. <laughs> and I said that, that your name tag is actually Jan Etor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jan, it's me, your cousin, Rolf, yeah. Rolf then... Etor. You have, to, I, we've never met in person, but I heard you worked here. I needed your help. <laughs> and I just go, yeah, let's do this. Uh, and then I just want to follow with them. He says to his friends, he's like, he lived in Germany? <laughs> and then they rush in. Um, so you and four thugs rush into a room um, where you see um, Gurney do a, a final, like, one, two, three to knock at the three people on the floor. Uh, and then he, he turns around as the five of you rush in Jackie Chan style to create like a crescent moon of, of people who are all waiting for their chance to to move in for the one strike. Um, Gurney, you see that help has arrived, but also he's a maverick, so you assume he'll do something cool to save the day. Slab, what do you do? So I've got my hands up and no one can see it, but I have my extending baton. So I'm waiting for the first guy to go. And, and I, what I will do is as him go, you first, uh, and then when so sure that enough, guy... Rolf goes, okay, cousin, I trust you, uh, yeah. even though your clothes don't fit, uh, and he steps forward. So Gurney knows where the attack's coming from, and then I just extend the baton, and I want to hit the dude next to me in the face with it. Like, I'm just going to try to take a guy out. Roll for violence! Both of us? Uh, no, just, uh, just no, Slab. Okay. That is... Also, Slab, a... do you have any weird, like skills that are specific to situations like this that I don't know about? Uh, I can either make them attack me instead of uh, my buddy if mm -hmm. I need to, um, or I get nastier when I start getting hurt. <laughs> okay, cool. Good to know. Great. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that is a nine. Nine. All right. Fuck yeah. Uh, so you can inflict harm, but you take some too. 
Uh, inflict harm, but you're driven back. Inflict harm, but a friend is hurt badly in the fight. Um, I will say that I inflict harm, but am driven back. So, like, I crack him. This other guy, like, the guy to my right swings at me, and I have to dodge back to get away from him. Sure. So you fall out of the room, uh, but you manage to, like, take one guy out. So there are now three people facing you, Gurney. Uh, you see Slab stumble out of the room. In, like, cool Max Payne slow motion, though, so it's like a... Yeah. Uh, what do you Naturally. do? As he swings uh, a bat, because that was a weapon they gave you in the fucking shooty slow motion game for some reason. <laughs> um, I uh, I have my 9mm pistol and I have a nightstick. Um, so if they're coming in with sticks and stuff like that, I'll pull out my, my nightstick, which is like, uh, uh, not like the extending one, but it's like that... Uh, the uh, billy club. club. The billy yeah. club. Yeah, that yeah, classic yeah. twirly can... twirly. Oh, yeah, so mine did two harm, Tom. I don't know if that matters, but <laughs> yeah, that's the nightstick stat. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Mine's, got, mine's that one that has, like, it's like it's like three pieces where it's like yep. you can hold the handle and it comes out this way and it also runs along down it's your the It's uh, the Linda Hamilton Terminator escaping the asylum bit uh, in yeah, T2 yeah, where yeah. she's just, like, got one of those, yeah. running down a hall, and I'm like, this woman could murder anyone on the planet. She's amazing. Definitely. Yeah, great. Yeah. So I'll pull that out and I'll start swinging on, uh, swinging on all three of these guys. Sure, man. Go ahead with a sweeping arc. Holy shit, dude. Bad rolls. Um, let's see. So that's four plus three is seven plus one, because it's against crime, uh, is eight. Great. So same deal. Uh, inflict harm and take some, driven back, or friend is hurt. Um, I already have one harm, so we'll try and mitigate that for now. I'll, I'll do harm, but also get driven back as well further into the boiler room, like up against the wall? Yeah, so we'll say the way that plays out is they, they slam and lock the door. So okay. rather than like, because there's not really anywhere else for you to go, so yeah, you're, you're back against the wall, but the driving you back is that they, they lock, uh, slap okay. out. Cool. So um, they begin to close in on you, um, Slab. You can hear an orphan yelling, Alarm! Uh, and you hear the sounds of guns being cocked um, coming up the stairs from a basement you were not aware was there. Um, okay. What I would like to do is bang on the door next to me. Uh, mm-hmm. And I saw the name tag of one of the guys who was running through the hallway, and his name was Gunter. Uh, and I just want to yell at the top of my lungs, Gunter, hey, Gunter, your sister was a hooker. Uh, and use <laughs> an ability called Sticks and Stones, where mm-hmm. I can taunt enemies until they become enraged. <laughs> so my goal is to try to get one of the guys to open the door to attack me. And I rolled, uh, that is a 10. So I get to pick something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would like to choose that Gunter charges at me, which is one of my three options. So he unlocks the door yeah, and yeah. just tears you, that you after just, me. Like... Yeah. So now Gunter and I are engaged in combat because that's the the only result is you get to pick one and then you're fighting them. You'll take that back. I was the better hooker. Uh, and he rushes at you. Um, which brings us to um, uh, Gurney. You're looking around. Uh, you now only have two guys. There's one guy on the yeah. ground, like, holding his head unconscious. Uh, Gunter just ran out. Uh, so you've got Rolf and one other guy. I'm going to try and push back now that I've been pushed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to do my sheer terror shouting. Uh, this one is going to be, uh, um, it's like, <laughs> it's going to be Watchmen, where it's like, 
You think you locked me in here with you? You're in here with me! I start, like, swinging, like, my club at them and stuff like that and trying to push them. They all are staring, like, levelly at you, and then they all suddenly realize they have to look up to see you in the <laughs> eye, and it suddenly becomes very apparent. So that's a nine. Cool. Yep, that'll go through. So, yeah, which, what... Fuck. Again, that brings more enemies. I gotta stop doing that. So, you know... Pick one, but the noise alerts an enemy or group of enemies to your presence. They'll be here any second, no matter where you are. <laughs> what, what's the what's the other one? Is it pick one, or is it just that one? Uh, it's pick it's pick one. Uh, sorry, what do you mean? What's the other one? Well, it's pick one, but that's the consequence, or are there other yeah. consequences? No, that's the only consequence. Oh, I see, that, like, I see, I see. It brings okay. more people <laughs> on a seven I, I, to I nine. mean, honestly, at this point, everyone who could be coming is coming. Like, okay, yeah. You still feel so, bad because you let the team down, but. A single person of your choice flees immediately. A group makes a fighting retreat hastily but organized. Someone falls down. Someone's grip on an item is lost. A friend is alerted to your presence. I'm going to say they make a uh, a retreat, a fighting retreat, hastily but organized. So I start pushing them out the yeah, door. Yeah, and they're just like... Bats and nightsticks are like clattering as I'm like yeah, swinging they're, they're, wildly. They're holding their defenses up. They stumble out into the like, hall. Um, say, Tom, can I go back into the boiler room with him and just pull the door shut and lock it? Uh, yeah, roll a stunt check, please. This is for you to, like, drop into a roll under fucking King Kong Bundy's legs over here and, uh... That's an 11. Good <laughs> God, man. You Jesus, are, are you playing this, this game on easy mode? What the fuck uh, is happening? I, 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 listen, all I'm saying is when we get to the finale, Slab's gonna die. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> this is morally obligated. Um, so, so, uh... Uh, Gunter swings uh, swings at you. You duck under, and you just see uh, Gurney just fucking pushing these people out. Uh, and in slow motion, you side leap um, through his legs, booting the door shut. Uh, and he jams his nightstick into it, and uh, the uh, the door is locked. So we are inside, right? We yeah, shove them out. That was your plan. Great. That was my plan. Yeah. So this is perfect. All right. Now we get them where we want them. Are you sure about that, Slab? We don't have... I'm assuming, Tom, we don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> We're in a boiler room? Yeah. Okay. We don't need anywhere to go. Because when you've been undercover as long as I have, you know where they keep the good stuff. Uh, and, Tom, I would like to use uh, my ability called Corrupt Is As Corrupt Does. So I have two corruption points to spend yep. during the they adventure. Sure do. <laughs> uh, and I would like to spend a corruption point to gain access to weapons, I would like this to be where they keep their armory. <laughs> I mean, I can get it off limits location. Can we, does the lab go through here? I don't know. If the lab goes through, was attached to this room, then yes, he would open up to the drug room because we could figure it out. Look, if right, it here's, here's the way this game works. It wasn't. It could be. Do you want uh, guns or lab? I'll give you one of the two. I want guns. <laughs> I want to so, find assault rifles. Um, slab, you remember back when you were a little dicky slab, uh, growing up with your still alive parents and your still alive sister, um, and you had a nice suburban house um, in, I don't know, somewhere in the Midwest. Uh, everything was fine. Everything was nice. Uh, Mississippi. You, Mississippi. You, yeah, you grew up in Mississippi. Uh, your dad had, like, a uh, a slinky, like, stocking leg lamp that he really loved. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, you just, things were, things were good. But 
you were always terrified of the basement. And no matter how many times Isis tried to teach you that the basement wasn't something to be feared, you always had the Macaulay Culkin Home Alone, like, the furnace is scary thing. Uh, until finally, one day, when you were you decided not to be scared anymore, and I kept being like, it's just a furnace, get over it. You went down there with a Swiss Army knife that your dad had gifted you for the first time you joined, like, I guess, beavers or whatever the youngest equivalent is there. And you sat there with your knife out staring at this furnace all night. And then you realized you didn't need to be afraid because you were pretty sure you could take it. You look at this furnace and you think about all these orphans and how scared they must be. And you think maybe, just maybe, you weren't scared of nothing. You were just coming to an understanding of the future. And with a solid kick, um, you boot open the furnace and sure enough, you see one of those shitty plastic fireplaces that, like, that just sends light everywhere, uh, and just a rack of assault weapons. So automatic shotguns, uh, M4s, um, Uzis, MP5s, <laughs> all the gear you could buy with a bit of money in Counter Strike. Yeah. <laughs> no uh, stairogs. I'll, I'll take an. I'll reach into the furnace because. Uh, I was going to say, uh, Gurney hasn't seen into the furnace yet. Yep. And I just say, wow, it's getting hot in here. Uh, and then I throw him and like a combat shotgun and I come up with like an M4. And I am astonished. I, I have I have no words for this scene. It's just Gurney's facial expression. I'm just like, what? What? I... And then just... <laughs> just like the grudging acknowledgement. Bitch, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say we don't even unlock the door. Gurney just kicks it open. Absolutely, <laughs> it just flies. Yeah. Um. So in a flurry, uh, you rush into the hall. Um. I'm just gonna have you guys describe what you do. I was gonna say, and this is definitely where we use that camaraderie. Yeah. Should we do a camaraderie roll? Would you like to roll a camaraderie roll? <laughs> I think I think we should maybe both roll a camaraderie. Okay. Roll. One good one and one bad one. You got it. Here we are. <laughs> I rolled a seven. I'm very glad I had that plus two. <laughs> I also rolled a seven. So, to the sounds of the seminal 1990x hit, wannabe. <laughs> you both get with your friend and boot open the door uh, and light him up so with a 7 to 9 you pick 1 uh, heal 1 level of harm find an awesome new weapon for the duration of the movie congratulations you already have that um, the villain isn't present so you can't do that get inspired by your friends make a hold um, on a future roll an automatic 10 plus um I was going to say, Tom, if we want to keep this flowing, should we accept on a future roll 10 plus and have it be the battle to shut down these guys so camaraderie will also ramp this up? I think so. Yeah, so, let's do that. So uh, explain to me what the two of you fighting in unison for the first time is. What does that look like? Uh, <laughs> is, is it like Rocket Raccoon and Groot, do you think? Or is it a little less ridiculous <laughs> i think it's like the human version of that i think it's like he goes high i go low because he's so much taller that if i crouch down i'm literally just like hitting legs or heads with the stock i wouldn't shoot anybody unless they drew a gun and then fuck them well I'll the guys coming up with guns it. yeah no you've got like a full bunch yeah. of cartel goons um with guns rushing up the stairs so like this is like to be clear this isn't just a we're dealing with the people who are outside the door this is like 
fight your way into the lab. Right. I'm imagining then we'd use Gurney as like a center because he's like a big yep. guy with a shotgun to pin him down. And I think uh, Slab would be the flanker who'd like go out and duck through cover and then open up from the side to like mow them down as they keep coming. And we're probably both just, I don't know if you've seen Rome, but where uh, they end up sending a guy into the Gladiator games where it just keeps yelling 13. Only I think it's just us yelling police squad, <laughs> like police cops, <laughs> police cops. Yeah. Um, Tyler, what's, what's Gurney's, uh, how is Gurney moving through this? Because that all makes sense for Slab. What's, uh, I don't what's think I don't think the door gets kicked. I think Gurney full on uh, like body checks the door and kind of juggernaut style keeps going so that people on the other side get kind of squashed between this door and and the wall. Sure, and yeah. that kind of deals with like the melee aspect, yep. the people yeah, yeah, that yeah. were just in like melee range, and now guys come in with guns and it's just um, uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> Gurney grabs the uh, the door handle because it was like a boiler yep. room. It's like a big bar on there, so he slides his hand into the door handle, and now he has a iron door riot shield, uh, and he just fires a shotgun and like reloads it in the crook of his arm behind the shield and fires. Oh it off yeah. Some more. If- if he's doing that, then yeah, Slab will be flanking, and he'll just be taking out anybody who can get around Gurney. <laughs> and I think yeah. he's doing full navy seal like he's firing bursts of three shots and when he hits people it's just one in the head and one in either side of the chest like it seems like it's auto but it's just him Um, in addition to so and yeah you guys just keep yelling like police police um tyler i think maybe gurney's yelling the miranda rights he is absolutely (laughs) he is yeah it's it's a line from a movie but man, do I love it every time I hear it. Like, genuine joy. Every time Samuel L. Jackson in slow-mo says, You have the right to remain silent, but I want to hear you scream! <laughs> <laughs> From the other guys is so good. Yeah. Uh, that's the sentiment, but because it's Gurney, he does just read the Miranda rights as written. <laughs> you like begrudgingly mutter them as you're yelling right. cool things. You have the right to an attorney. If you do not have one, one will be provided. And um, so yeah, and if you're if you're watching the scene, you the, the audience is realizing that Gurney has become the like weird judge dread, no self-preservation. <laughs> and they're watching Slab frantically try to prevent Gurney from dying, just picking off guys <laughs> who clearly have the drop on him at the yeah. last well, second. Well, and I think there's something fun too to the idea of like Slab is trying to take up like the, the proper like Navy SEAL, like we have to do this tactically or we'll all die situations. But the Navy SEALs never had a gurney. So it's just like... (laughs) And you're like, "Ah, fuck, okay. Um, It's actually incredibly hard to try and be tactical about that because he's just fucking clearing a path. Um, uh, In re-watching the Lethal Weapon movies today, I watched the shit out of Lethal Weapon 4 when I was a kid and I didn't realize how many lines I would remember. But Chris Rock at one point is like, you have the right to remain silent. If you cannot afford a lawyer, we will get the dumbest fucking lawyer we can find and i feel like it's that sort of thing where you're just like getting these guys down being like yeah it's it's adapted miranda rights so you blast your way uh down um into the basement and you find to your horror a massive drug lab where orphans are packing drugs into avocados uh and toasting bread at an alarming rate far faster than bread should be toasted um and um they all kind of look up at you with with orphanly glee and like wide eyes and and awe um you blast your way into the basement and immediately you start like you know unlocking orphans um and uh clearing them out um 
but it's then that uh, Slab, you as, as someone with like highly trained senses, uh, you begin to hear the telltale digital clicking down <laughs> of a clock and you see the bomb that has been left for just such an occasion. You call over Gurney, the two of you look down and realize you have but 10 seconds to save the orphanage. Our Police Cops One Shot features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, and of course our fabulous DM slash storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker, that's M-R-K-R on Twitter. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunderhorse by Damiano Baldoni, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks for listening. Smash that subscribe button and show your love to One Shots. DJ One Shots out of here. <laughs> Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.